Hey, I'm Haley Arantia, and let's blast off to the music universe. So, buddy, you watch the Goldbergs? Yes, I do enjoy that show. How about you? I, you know, I'm not much of a sitcom watcher anymore, but my parents love the Goldbergs. So they were really excited when we found out, when they found out we were interviewing Haley Orantia. This was, this was an awesome conversation. Oh yeah, she was great. She sings. She's got a pop career going on. Her new single Gasoline is out today. It just dropped. And, uh, you know, that follows her, um, Open Your Mouth single that just came out back in May. And, you know, she's performed numerous times on the show. And we talk about that. We, we talk a little bit about everything because she's also uh, was also on one of your favorite shows that airs on Fox. Masked Singer, which is really cool because Fox is also owned by Disney, which owns a ABC. So I don't know if they set it up or she yeah. set it up to really showcase her music, but she was really, really awesome on that show. Came in second. Uh, I, I forget who won first place, unless you have that in front of you. You see, a little behind the scenes here, folks. He sits at his computer. I sit <laughs> and I don't have any computer. I got to look stuff up on my phone so he can look stuff up and still look like he's looking at the camera. I look like I'm not paying attention. Well, so. I, I don't know offhand. I was not prepared to catch the... Uh, check on the winner but um yeah she she's got some powerful pipes and excited oh, she's amazing that uh she's got that going on and uh you know she kind of started country a little bit and then went yep. more to pop and we discuss all that and also about a country queen that she's honored a couple times on the show and and so much more so without further ado here's our interview with Haley. Haley Orantia, thank you for joining us on the Music Universe podcast. How are you? Great. I'm so excited to be chatting with you all today. Oh, well, great. We've been looking forward to getting you on the show for a while because you've started a budding pop career, of course. And I want to talk about your brand new single, Gasoline. It's available right now as we speak on digital Today. <laughs> so Gasoline, I ended up um, writing in this last like, I don't know, maybe six months. I've been writing a lot more by myself lately uh, when typically I would have written with, um, you know, like go into a songwriting session and write with like two or three other people. Um, but in this case, I've been writing a lot more by myself. And then as things kind of progress, um, either my fiance, Greg Furman, or in this case, um, my producer, Ben Zalico, will help kind of like tweak a line here or there. So they're now featured as writers on the song. And to be honest, I think both of them contributed some of the best lines of the song in this case. Um, but I was super excited to kind of channel a little bit more of the pop leaning aspect of, of what I love in music uh, for this song in particular. And yeah, I'm just stoked that it's finally out in the world. Love it. Were you writing it during the filming of The Masked Singer or was that, or did it come after you had completed the taping? I think I actually wrote it during that time. Um, wow. If let's see, I did, I want to say we shot Mass Singer in February. So I feel like it would, if it wasn't during that month, it was very close to around that time, maybe right before, but um, yeah, it's taken shape over the last few months and, and been working with the producer to try to hone in on the right sound. And now that I'm kind of not, I don't know if I'm fully transitioning away from country music, but more leaning pop and so being able mm -hmm. to work alongside him and kind of figure out what that's going to look like has, has been fun 
Yeah, because uh, gasoline's uh, all-out pop, and it follows your most recent Open Your Mouth, which was just released in May as well. And uh, tell us about that song as well. So that song I wrote a few years ago um, with my friends Kaylee Shore and Simon Reed back in Nashville, Tennessee. And we sat down to the right, and Kaylee came in, and she was telling me that she had run into her ex at the bar, and it had been just a certain amount of time. It was long enough that she's like, man, he looks really good. Like, why did we break up? And then as they started talking, she was like, oh, right. He says really dumb things sometimes. <laughs> so <laughs> she, uh, she had this great idea and we called it Open Your Mouth. So it's kind of a song ab- about that experience. Um, and it was a really fun one. When we originally wrote it, it had a little bit more like of a pop punk sound because that's Kaylee is sort of a country pop punk vibe. And so it kind of lended itself to that. But as the years went on, it took shape. It transitioned to more country leaning. And then it kind of went back to what it is now, a little more bubblegum pop. Um, and I love it. I mean, I had it blasting on repeat for a long time, which I don't know how gauche that is to listen to your own music. <laughs> but <laughs> I was jamming to it. And I'm like, hopefully people like it as much as I do. Um, but yeah, it was that one I was really stoked about. And then getting to do the music video with my fiance who helped you know, create direct everything about the, about the whole video. So it's it was a good passion project to have. So you mentioned uh, just a moment ago about that transition from country to pop. Uh, that's a transition that a lot of artists tend to take as they kind of start in country and as they get their their footing, they kind of move into the pop realm. What has that journey like been for you musically and organically on your end? For me, I've always loved pop music. It's always been kind of a factor in my music, a subgenre of whatever genre I've been performing or leaning towards. So for me, it was exciting to be able to kind of just own it as a whole. Um, and the process really has just been based mostly on location. So while I live in Los Angeles and part-time in Nashville during the pandemic, I wasn't really able to travel to Nashville because filming the Goldbergs, putting people at risk. So I ended up staying in Los Angeles for the last two years for the most part. And so I kind of out of necessity just wanted to keep releasing music, keep focusing on producing it out and also maybe just challenging myself by working with some new producers. And it just so happens that um, my fiance's childhood best friend is a mixer out here in Los Angeles. And he is really good friends and works alongside Ben Zalika, who is the producer that I've been releasing these last uh, singles with. And so it kind of just organically happened through those connections and in working together, Ben is just a phenomenal talent. He's a drummer as well. He plays actually in a band with Ali and AJ, AJ being someone that I've worked with on the Goldbergs. So it's been just kind of a small world connection. Um, And he's such a talent. He really understands the world of pop and, um, kind of what elements are, are really in right now, but also challenging that sound as well. And so it's been great working with him because I've, I've definitely like leaned into what he's sort of guiding sonically um, mm-hmm. outside of creating the melody and the lyrics and the kind of overall concept. Um, and then he just sort of elevates it with, with his, his side of things. So it's been a good transition. And for me, I don't know what that holds. I think as we're building out this EP, um, kind of feeling out what those other singles or, or songs are going to sound like as sort of a family together. But 
also wanting to kind of bring out elements of other subgenres that I grew up loving and adding those in um, in moments. So we'll kind of see how it all comes together. <laughs> yeah, and and you uh, you actually honored one of your uh, country heroes, Dolly Parton, last uh, well, I guess a couple seasons ago now on uh, the Goldbergs. Tell us what uh, what that was like because that was that was an awesome awesome performance. Thank you. I, that was by far one of my favorite songs I've gotten to perform on the show. Um, typically the show uh, will end up sending me a song that they would like to cover, have me cover on the show. And oftentimes I, I most times I don't get a say in what the song is. Um, and typically I would say that it's songs that I don't, I didn't personally grow up singing along to. So when I got to do the Dolly Parton song, or in this case, I also got to do, there was a, a queen song, um, somebody to love where it's vocally a little more challenging. Um, mm -hmm. I have a blast doing those, but the Dolly song was one that I, I love and I still listen to um, where I just, <laughs> you know, I just like the production of it. I'm pretty sure for that song as well. Yes. I got to record that with music producer, um, Tim Davis who was the musical director on the show Glee, which I loved growing up. Wow. So getting to work with him in this capacity, um, I feel like it just, that song and the Queen song, I believe I did with him. And he just elevates the music on our show in a way that I, I just haven't seen done before. And so getting to work with him was just an honor. Um, and yeah, I, I again, anything that's vocally challenging, I'm down for it. I love it. I, I read a quote that you had, like you were really frustrated with recording Dolly's song because you just wanted to do it justice, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Because it, it's also, well, so it, there was two Dolly songs I did. There was one in the past. Um, oh my gosh. Why am I blanking on the title? Um, I have it in my head. It'll come to me later. <laughs> but the one song that in particular that I had a hard time with, I believe it was nine to five. Yeah. Uh -huh. Where, she just, I, I think in my mind, it was not, was it nine to five? Sorry, we've done so many songs on this show. That probably, <laughs> oh, it, again? it was just so vocally challenging that I, even myself was like, okay, today it's not happening. I like cannot do it. I'm going to need to go home and record it on my thing, my, my studio myself, as I like am able to sort of work through it because it, she just, I don't, her range in that moment and being able to also have the power, but the breath to be able to sustain some of the lines she had. I was like, good Lord, Dolly, I really got to give you some credit. Like <laughs> she can sing. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 So, so then you do that on the show, you sing on the show all the time. And then when uh, a couple of years later, here comes a masked singer. Here comes the ringmaster. Here comes second place. And I'm sorry you were <laughs> robbed. I wanted you to win. Thanks. What was that experience? I know it's such a broad question, but can you talk to that experience as a whole and how it, how it challenged you as a singer? And I know the panel was completely off. They thought you were somebody with multi-million dollars in record sales because the <laughs> voice was just so powerful there. Can you talk about that experience? Yeah, it was such a fun and wild experience. I mean, never in my life did I think I would be dressed up like a cat in a circus tent singing Whitney Houston. I just, 
as much as I maybe dreamed it in my life, it was not something I thought would happen. Um, but uh, it was so fun. And, and it was a challenge as well, because you're dealing with the costume kind of being a little restricting regarding, you know, breath work and any sort of movement, really. Um, but overall, it was so much fun. And I was honored to have the panelists guess different artists that I grew up singing along to or that I'm inspired by who uh, are just such talents. So for me, it was a very like validating experience because being an independent artist in the industry, there are plenty of days where I'm like, what am I doing? I should just quit. Nobody likes this. <laughs> so <laughs> when I was on that show, getting to kind of hear those compliments and those comparisons, it definitely gave me a bit of confidence to be able to keep going. Um, and yeah, getting to cover songs like, the majority of the songs I got to do on the show were ones I sang into a hairbrush in my bedroom that um, I just, it was so awesome to be able to be on a platform like that and getting to really sing it out. Um, but yeah, overall 10 out of 10. <laughs> well, 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 that's what I love. And I know you have a question, but I just kind of want to make a statement. That's what I love about music on TV now, whether it's, the Goldbergs having you do covers or a uh, masked singer letting you do songs that you love or something like, and I know you weren't involved in it, but another ABC show, Nashville, you know, mm -hmm. these, these artists would get handed these songs from these incredible producers like T-Bone Burnett. And then they'd get to go out on the road and, and do these songs. And even though they're from a TV show, it still resonates with the viewers who would come out and buy the tickets and come see the people perform. So don't think people don't want to hear it, Haley, because we definitely do. Yeah. Which, which leads me to this question of, are you going to be on the road? Are you going to tour? Where can we actually come and see you live and support your work as an independent artist? I have not had any dates set up for a while. Pandemic definitely uh, contributed to that. But mm -hmm. as I've been coming out with this new music and hoping to release an EP early next year, my goal is to be doing a lot more dates, um, summer, spring and summer of next year. So I don't have anything on the books yet, but stay tuned because I definitely will be doing that. I mean, I, I love being on stage. I did recently get to do um, a charity performance in Canada during the Calgary Stampede this last week, which was a new experience for me. Um, but first time I got to be back on stage in like two years doing my own music and I really miss it. So as soon as I can get back there, I will. <laughs> and you just wrapped a stint doing Kiki Boots at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes. Yeah. That Tell us so about that fun. experience. It was incredible. I, I only have done a musical theater production in high school prior to Kinky Boots. So this auditioning process was very intimidating to be in the room with Jerry and Steven, who are like legends in the musical theater world. I was personally shaking, trying to like, <laughs> you know, so nervous, but trying to keep it cool in there. Um, but I was just so honored to be able to be a part of this cast, um, a part of a show that's got a great message about in inclusiveness and um, just equality and diversity. And for me, I think that being on the on the stage of Hollywood Bowl is one that I will never forget because we drive by it all the time in LA. You don't necessarily think you're ever going to be performing there. And then to be a part of a cast like this and on a platform like that was so just wild. Um, 
And I don't know if I'll ever get to be there again. So I was just soaking up every minute, but everyone was so kind and so supportive, despite it being my first, you know, full on production like that. And I'm so thankful that they were there for me because I'm like thrown into this world being like, what do I wear to rehearsals? Like it's so different from television and film that I'm like, what is, what is the go-to? Um, but everyone was just so great to work with. Yeah. You get one take at that live stuff and that's, (laughs) (laughs) that's it. You got to go with it. It is a little scary. There was at one point where someone did miss their cue and I had to improv a little bit and I, if you know me, I can do it, but I get very scared and I will like retreat inward at times. So having to do that in front of like 17,000 people, I'm like, oh my God, what happens if they don't come out at all? Like I can do the first 10 seconds, but then after that, like, where do we go from here? So it's, it's a different experience from TV and film for sure. Yeah, it definitely keeps you on your feet. Is there, um, I mean, you've accomplished a lot, you know, you're doing music, film, uh, uh, Broadway, basically, and, um, and television. Is there something that you haven't done yet that you hope to still accomplish? Yeah, I would love to direct. Um, I'm hoping to shadow some of the directors on set of Goldbergs this year. Um, I don't know if we're going to get a season 11, but if we do, I hope at that point I can throw my hat in the ring Um, which I would just love to really direct anything. My fiance and I are starting to work on, you know, some personal projects that I can sort of dip my toe in, but I really just, I feel like I have that kind of a brain that I know how to navigate that. And I mean, I say that, but when you get there, I've read so many books on directors that I feel like you can anticipate so much and then you get there and it's a whole other ball game. So either way, I would love to, to be able to take that challenge on. I love it. I love it. But you got anything else? Cause I think we covered a lot. The single is called gasoline. So excited. Yeah. It comes out today as you folks are watching this. Haley, this has been an incredible conversation, buddy. Anything else? Well, yeah. Can you kind of, tease what's ahead for the Goldberg season 10? Yeah. So Erica and Jeff um, are having a baby this season, which is so exciting. Um, and I think it's going to make so- for some really hilarious and amazing storylines. Um, obviously Beverly Goldberg as a smother and now a grandmother. <laughs> um, it's going to be intense. I know that much. So I think it, it would make for some really great stuff. To be honest, the writers don't really to give us too many details so we kind of find out as we do table reads but i know that that's a big aspect of it and um yeah i can't i can't give away too much but it's gonna be yeah. gonna be funnier it's gonna but be it's probably it's probably really fun for you guys like almost like christmas because you don't know each week what's going to happen until you sit down and do it it's a little nerve wracking because we'll be anytime we run into a writer or producer on the lot we're like can you give us anything like tell me what's ahead just, I want to, I want to anticipate because we're, as the cast, we're fans of the show as well. And mm-hmm. we're just like gearing up for, okay, how do we prepare? But also just being alongside the journey of these characters for the last 10 years now, it's, we're very invested. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, looking forward to the fall premiere of that. And uh, Haley, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks this for having fun. me. I appreciate thank it. You. This just made me want to go see her live when she starts touring next Mm -hmm. year. I'm really excited. I know things are busy with her filming schedule and 
all the other stuff she's got going on. So hopefully next year she'll get out there. But I, I, that point kind of came to me. Music on TV has never been better. I mean, Nashville produced some amazing songs. Uh, the Goldbergs really does justice to the music that they do because it always goes viral. Her Dolly thing. There are a bunch of articles in, in like BuzzFeed and stuff like that about uh, her Dolly cover. Uh, they always do really, really well. Masked Singer, they always mm -hmm. pair with some really great songs. And the artists who go on Masked Singer know their voice and they're able to pick out songs that they really like. Because the thing about, you know, the famous singers that are known for singing on the Masked Singer, they can't perform their own songs. Right. They're not allowed. So like En Vogue couldn't do any of their music. Uh, Donny Osmond couldn't do any of the Osmond music or any of his own stuff. So now that could change because I think the Masked Singer in UK, someone did their own song and it's a very famous song, but they did it in a different style to sort of disguise that it's theirs. So oh, interesting. we might see that they always try to change things up a little bit every season. So we might see that, but I'm getting on a tangent. But the point is they always pick out really great music. Haley had some killer songs. She got all the way to second place. And uh, like I said in the interview, she should have won. She had an amazing yeah. voice. Yeah. So hopefully she'll get some uh, tour dates out there for next year and uh, she'll come near where we are and, Go check her out. It's uh, super friendly down to earth. Was really looking forward to it and uh, great that she was on the show. So we want to thank her and her team for setting that up with us. And uh, her new single, again, Gasoline, it's available digitally everywhere and uh, perhaps on the upcoming EP she's working on. So we'll have to stand by for more new music from her and see who she might perform this coming season. Season 10 of the Goldbergs airing uh, later this year uh, on ABC. Can't wait. Well, for the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm Buddy. Thanks for listening and watching. And as always, be sure to hit that like, subscribe, and share button. And be sure to follow us at the Music UNI across social media and uh, themusicuniverse.com, where you can get the latest news and concert reviews and more. Plus, uh, tmupod.com is where you can uh, find the landing page so you can subscribe or listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Take care. <laughs>